welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, last time, our heroes uh, had just defeated whatever it was that uh, was guarding the, the the head of the Juggernaut Labs and learned quite a bit more about... Shouldn't you know about what it is? Oh, it was a giant... It was a series of constructs and electrical zappy things, and... I mean, do you really know exactly what it was? Because, you know, you did have the the whole, you know repository and you never really asked it that particular question so no you don't exactly know what it is Hmm. um but yeah speaking of that you did get access to um the cygnus stone you which you learned contains both a repository of information and the last remnants of the soul of promothor and possibly the group swan song well yeah we'll see what what does the group Swan Song sound like? <laughs> what, what what would be throwing Tegan in a blender for four hundred, Alex? I, oh. I think Tabitha summed up that sound pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah me. <laughs> so, uh, they all. Uh, good news, everyone! It's a suppository. I d- no, Tegan is not a suppository. No, no, the repository the repository is a suppository. No one here anyway. Off that subject. It's been a long day. It has been a long day, I can confirm. Uh otherwise they also uh remembered now that they have the situation of the Juggernaut Labs more or less in hand, that there is the uh, Blackstone Bell Tower in the Cogworks district where the Cogworks Union was going to go and attack uh, Marin, who is leading the rebellion. Lady Isabella, who is a member of the rebellion, or at least a supporter of the rebellion, uh, urged the rest of the group to go and, and try to now offer aid now that she helped them with uh, their mission. Stealthily. 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 Not, not, tramp- not stampeding around with a 50-foot-tall robot. Tegan. Or Sandworms Dune style. That's stealth. Sort of. Right. But what about the airship? The airship is definitely stealth. I mean, how Not many people Not when you're look bombing up? people. Oh. Right. Tegan. Stealth and no witnesses are not the same thing. Oh, I was so close. I was like... Uh, otherwise... Um, then uh, Tormir and Jathal left uh, with the 50-foot robot and the Cygnus Stone to head towards the airship, the Storm Chaser. Uh, while it, in the meanwhile, everyone else is still gathering any other supplies they can find from around the various labs. Uh, I'm just picturing like Bill Paxton, like in the background, Storm Chaser. So. Wow, that was an old reference. Wow, yeah, that so, was, yeah. So I, I have a question: Is it a vehicle or is it a robot? Is what a vehicle or a robot? The construct? Yes. Uh, probably more so vehicle, simply because of the fact that it's piloted. 
Well, I mean, you can still control a robot arm. That's true. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a robot vehicle. Both robots in disguise. Which now I'm going to go on to my next point: are cars vehicles or robots? Oh, jeez. Anyways, and moving on. Oh, this is the wrong podcast. Moving on. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> All right. So, before we dive back into the action, we're going to go around and do a quick round of introductions. So, uh, Tormir, uh, you want to go and introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. This is Tormir, the Dwarf Monk, and I'm being played by Brandon. All right. <laughs> Up next, uh, Tegan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, all. I'm Chris. I'm the Chris number two, and I am a gnome sorcerer. Uh, is named Tegan Stumble Duck. You have to say that real slow. Um, and right now, I am a little put out because I really wanted to drive the construct vehicle robot thingy, but someone yanked me off the ladder. So I'm a, I'm kind of pouting in the corner a little bit because I really wanted to drive the robot vehicle thingy. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm right now. We're losing Tormir here. Oh, What's going on? Tormir's turning red. The, He's turning red. Breathe, Tormir, there's breathe. Nothing, there's nothing funny about that. Oh, there was. <sighs> there was. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? What? I don't... I phrase fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Tormir's crying. All right. I don't get it. What? Anyway, m- moving on. Listeners, you're okay. getting yanked off the robot. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Now. Listeners, if you wanna uh, tell us what your favorite misphrasing of Tegan is, paper pencil dice podcast at gmail dot com. All right. Meanwhile, Athir, uh, do you want to go to introduce yourself? And I'm my name's Brian. I play the role of Athir, the the fighter of the group that's doing all the yanking. Um. We'll get uh, keeping uh, Tegan out of trouble, oh hopefully, um, and the rest of the group from impending doom. doom. Doom! Doom! You know, I mean, I've been on this podcast for about a year now, and I had no idea that the relationship between Tegan and Ethereum was in such a way. <laughs> oh, man. Don't ask, don't tell, I guess. It's true. Don't ask, don't tell. I don't All think right. Tegan even knows what's going on, so I don't think this is right. I, I don't, th- I don't think uh, the player of Tegan knows what's going on. So <laughs> that's probably a good thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your perspective, but yes. Um, all right. So up next, Jethal, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Hi. I am Chris. I'm Hi, sorry, Chris. I'm just gonna stop. Hi, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. Oh boy. Oh man. Uh, I play Jethal, the uh, elf wizard, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm the one that's the kind of kept people alive. But you know, I guess that's a theory. So we'll go with that. All right, and last up, Tabitha, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, I play Tabitha, the halfling ranger, and also um, do the 
play uh, Francis and Gregory. Uh, yay. I shoot things. Yay. yay. Pointy death from far away. Pointy death from far away. Okay. So uh, we are going to, first of all, start off with Jathal and Tormir. You, the two of you are piloting the robot construct vehicle, whatever we wish to call it. Uh, and you're just about a uh, little over three quarters of the way through the tunnels. Um, you do you don't hear any of the the, the tunnel worms uh, moving through or the tunnel snakes moving through. Um, it does sound like more of the systems are turning online, however. Um, so there's you know you know there, there's more airflow that's moving through. Um, the tunnels this time are well lit. Um, just it seems like more of the systems are uh, have come online, despite the fact that you guys have removed the power system. Huh? You think? <clears throat> you think maybe they've a little strange. Got some sort of defense mechanism ready for us. I, I'm a bit concerned. I I, I mean, can't lie. Can't imagine why they would. We took the power source. I know they said it would take, what you know, up to a couple weeks for power to drain all out. About thirty days. Okay, thirty days. But like, I don't know. It seems weird. I don't know why things would start turning on when you take the power away. Maybe it took some sort of backup circuit. Do you even know what a circuit is? What's no, this? I don't. <laughs> he just tripped over that word. Uh, it just came to me. I mean, I I'm guess tripping, we'll man. have to I'm find tripping. out. I don't know. All right. The only thing we can do is keep pressing on. Accurate. All right. So eventually you make it uh, through and you see now, again, a well-lit room. Uh, you see the storm chaser. Uh, back in front of you and uh, the hangar area uh, the, the cargo bay the ramp going up to it is still open it looks pretty much the exact same as you left it other than that the room is better lit now than when you left well this makes it much easier to see I didn't have a problem before well okay shall we you know, dwarf and Take it into the advantages, disadvantages. Like your shortness? That's an advantage. I fit in smaller places. Not quite Tegan-sized places, which is then inconvenient because he cannot reach on top of the counter. But if you true, have a stepladder, you can get in bed. Tegan, you're not here! Shut up! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys uh, make it on board the the airship and the robot the 50-foot robot takes up a significant if not the vast majority of the space in the cargo bay it kind of has to come in and then sit down in order to actually fit in the cargo bay but it can sit down with its knees up right around head level um and and just so it looks like a dog dragging its butt on the carpet as it's moving into the cargo bay yeah pretty much okay just want to set that picture for everyone Alright, yeah. Uh, but Apparently needs its anal good. glands uh, expressed. 
Jeez. Oh, you know, I, I never thought that would be a subject we would discuss about a robot, but here we are, and there we go. <laughs> you thought wrong, Tony. You thought wrong. Uh, you know, I think wrong about a lot of things with this podcast, so, you know, somehow I'm still surprised every time. I'm, I'm not sure how. You underestimated us once again, and Tegan wasn't even involved this time. <laughs> yeah, Yay. buddy. That means I'm influencing all of y'all. All y'all? All y'all. All y'all. That's a y'all come back now. Yeah, here. I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> all right, then. So, As the resident North Carolinian, never do that again. So anyway, you now you're you know the you can essentially park it in there. The construct itself, the robot, wouldn't be able to. Um, you gonna be able? Please don't say that when I'm drinking my tea. Just park it in there. <laughs> so the so you kids ask your parents. No. <laughs> he was like, "No, do not ask your parents." <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the so you the the robots in there, it's not really going to be combat worthy inside, but you probably could, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to launch it back out. Uh, and there's not much room for a whole lot of other cargo in the cargo bay while the robot is in there. So if you ever need to use this for actual transportation of goods or things like that, you're probably not going to be able. To transport the robot at the same time sure um otherwise yeah so you have uh you have the robot loaded up and uh are you gonna do anything else while you're on board the storm chaser the good ship lollipop uh, i think we're gonna head i'm gonna head up to where we saw the like console where where we could insert the stone okay you're heading up there uh Tormir, are you following or are you doing anything else on the ship Oh, I'm definitely following. That was my idea. Okay. So, yeah, you get to the, essentially, that, that control. I have to get credit. You have to what? I have to get credit. Ah, got it. That makes what sense. else it doesn't get? I like that you can still whisper in the same accent, too. It's very impressive, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, boy. So you, yeah, you get up there, the console, you remember it looks exactly like the same one that you saw... Uh, back in in Conovis and you know elsewhere, so yeah, you plug. Uh, Wits of the uh, five slots do you plug the stone into? They all look more or less identical. Sure, I picked the center one. Okay. Oh, I figured we'd like roll a dice or something to determine which one we, you know, place it into. Is there a, a different shape Why? at all, or are they all similar shaped? It, it seems thematic. I mean, go for it. I mean, you don't decide. you carry dice on you? No. What? No. Then how do you do things? Decisions? <laughs> do things by making decisions in my head. Magic. That's weird. Very meta. <laughs> So, yeah. Adi, just just pick one then. Adi, just just get on with. All right. So I stick it in the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Hmm. 
All right. Just don't put it that in the wrong intentional. one. So <laughs> the entire console lights up in a green, you know, in a green light as the stone is illuminated. And uh, you just hear uh, just, you know, a number of uh, systems that seem like they're starting up. You hear what sounds like a fan. Um, and then, the, you know, the bum, bum, bum. and there is a uh, just this large like rumble as it sounds like a, a, a large like boiler type of scenario is kind of booting up. Uh, and you kind of hear just this this low hum after a little bit that starts out a very low pitch and just slowly builds up in tone. Hello, computer. <laughs> that, that is exceedingly more impressive, considering the accent too. That was awesome. What happened? He referenced Star Trek, uh, the Voyage, Voyage Scotty. Home, right? Yeah. yeah. Voyage oh, when he, when he holds up the mouse. That was awesome. Nice job. Well, no, okay. So first he talks to the computer and he's like, no, 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 you use this. And he speaks, then he speaks into the mouse. And that's the most brilliant piece of acting he's ever done. <laughs> yes, that was, that was the top of his game right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So you have so it's it's now brought up and you see like the 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 cool thing is is there's you know the the console that's right in front of you it looks like that there's some steering mechanisms that come up you also get a uh you know on the the other section cuz remember I, I don't know if you guys recall this uh piloting area is looks like it's made for two people because um, there's the actual pilot where you kind of control Just the, the two of you us. control the the steering mechanism and then there's a, you know because you have the the bottom like the rudder and then the flap on the back that goes up and down um, to kind of control both you know it's it's uh, horizontal as well as vertical you know steering so to speak we call that pitch and yaw yeah that I yeah. I, I am I am not well versed in these term this terminology so I'm like the thing that goes up and down you know that thing. Yep, yep. Rudder and elevator, those are correct. I thought it was a foil. Yep. Maybe I was wrong. Anyway. So Foiled for those, again. For the listeners at home, you have to picture uh, a gentleman with a huge beard, like halfway down to his uh, collar, flapping well, his arms picture... in front of the camera like a person trying to waft away a bad pass <laughs> of gas in front of his face. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to picture this. All right, sorry. Keep going. Anyway, there's a picture of his epic beard on the uh, Facebook page. No, no, Perfect. Tony's just a wizard, a very special kind of wizard, <laughs> a fartomancer. Special, right? My skills are quite potent. Oh boy. So, um, yeah. He it, likes Dutch ovens for some reason. <laughs> the Dutch fartomancer. <laughs> anyway. Jesus. <laughs> as, I, as we lose everyone. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Tegan almost fell out of his chair on that one. <laughs> we can't hear and you at all. He's clamping like a monkey. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all keep going. Y'all don't. That's why I muted. Y'all keep going. 
So anyway, oh, I believe this the, is on record for the most efficient podcast. Oh no, yeah, no, this is. I mean, this probably isn't our worst, but it's definitely not up there. <laughs> My uh, DMs has do. That's awesome. That's are there cool, any? Cool. Are there any apples on the airship? <laughs> right. No. So the other con, the other station <laughs> that's near the piloting section, that large, uh, you know, square area. It looked it, as soon as now power is applied. There's now this sort of green tinted projected image there that looks like a projected uh, sort of, a, for lack of a better term, holographic uh, topographical map of the area. Ooh. So you can see the mountain that you're in. You can kind of see a little dot on this map exactly where you are. And you can also kind of see what the surrounding areas are. All right. Does this sweet? Does this look like Mount Zara to you? Uh, yeah, kinda. I mean, Zara, I can put my hand through it, and I put my hand through it. Yeah, there's. What? It's not really there, though. Is that safe? I mean, is magic safe? No. It seems like it's magic, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Magic is absolutely safe. No, magic is how he ended up with a dragon inside of a gnome. Dirty. I mean... That's a gnome ducking. That's a different <laughs> kind of magic, I suppose. It's fair, but this seems fine. And I wave my hand around in the... It's fine. It's fine. Everything's thing. fine. In German, that's a gnomish lick. Uh... Don't lick <laughs> the gnome. In the do, gnome? Do not lick the gnome. <laughs> All right, that's a sign we're going to have to put up on the airship because, you know, if someone did something stupid, there's got to be a sign for it. Don't lick the gnome. True. Otherwise, like you get a gnomish lick. Also, there's going to be another sign. Pants are not parachutes. True. There is definitely a sign for it. <laughs> Should also put a sign. Pants are not optional. <laughs> Pants mandatory at all times. Did. Yeah, I'm not the only one that did that on this podcast, so that's fine. Uh, Who else has been taking off their pants? Oh, Hup did when he ran through the street trying to grab a girl. So and he's yeah, no well, longer that, with us. That, that statement. There's so many things wrong with that statement. There. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I, I I remember that one. He was all greased up too, which was really oh, disturbing. Oh, that. <laughs> Start sliding down the floor. So, are there any right sort of physical controls near the the map? There are, yeah. There's some dials um, that you can turn, and then there's a, there, so there's uh, two buttons you can press and two dials you can turn. We'll start with the first button. Okay, the first button. Uh, kind of highlights where your, where, as far as you can tell, where your airship is. So it kind of makes a radiating sort of a light come out from it. So it highlights exactly where the airship is. Wait, what, what are you, wait, you're just pushing things now? Pushing the second button. Okay. What, what, hey, what, what, what is this? You were all afraid of magic here. And now you're pushing things. You don't know what that's going to do. So you push the second button and everything goes black for a second. And then it comes back up, and now you see a three-dimensional map of 
your airship itself. And inside oh, of it, that's convenient. You see two lights up on the surface, pretty much where you guys are. Uh, the other interesting thing is you can actually see pretty much, you know, you can see it as its current state is. You see there's some lines which uh, look like there's, you know, things traversing through lines within the ship. Um, presumably the, the, the power that's now being uh, propagated throughout the ship. So theoretically, if power was ever disrupted to some area, you'd be able to see it through this view. Uh, and the other thing you notice is you can actually see that uh, construct that's in the cargo bay. So this doesn't look like it's just a map, but an actual current view of the ship. First dial. First dial. <laughs> the first dial zooms in. So you zoom in like really close to where you're at. Oh, I got bigger. Second uh, dial. Second right. dial zooms it back. <laughs> uh, the second dial kind of flips the image upside down. Oh, cool. I get this. Uh, are, are you are you done now? Like, well, yeah, I figured that like, everything did. You know, this changes it from map view. This changes it to internal layout. This view, this dial here thingy, changes it from bigger to smaller, and this one rotates. Okay. It's pretty intuitive to a dwarf. I mean, it's intuitive. To me as well. You clearly didn't figure it out, dude. You were scared of it. You were sitting there stammering. What? 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 What would happen? Oh! 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 But what happened? What would happen to my money if I died? I wouldn't be able to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, dwarf, why don't we find the console that we can ask feisty questions? Today. Torment is feisty today. <laughs> Why don't we find this thing so we can ask it questions like we came here oh, for? Oh, right, right. Primary mission and all that. We have limited time before a surprise Tegan shows up. But we'll know when he does, because we can see him on the map. So, yes. you... You're wonderful. So you are... Um, yeah, on the where the drivers uh, section is, there appears that, you know there's there's the steerings, the, the the two different elements that control the the, the pitch and the yaw, um, and then there is also another button there or a couple other buttons there. Do you wish to press them? I like to have fun, so I press a button. Okay, that doesn't sound I like Yanthal. Yanthal. <laughs> well. I was all I'm upset. Okay, so that, you know, Jethal, in general or just Jethal hesitantly presses the first button and you hear a large just like kind of a a high-pitched squeal that goes throughout the whole ship and then goes silent. What did you do? You hear your own voice echoing throughout <laughs> the ship. Hello. No, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Not like, found the PA. <laughs> What's and a PA? Button and... <laughs> well, whatever. I found the communication device for the yeah. entire ship, it sounds so like. What, so what it sounds Break like. Break that button. Yeah, so where? The wee one must never know of its existence. Oh, gosh. So That's the fair. what you've discovered. So there was the rudimentary uh, system of just like the the 
hollow tubes that you could talk through and talk among the ship to the different areas. This one is one where the pilot themselves can press that, and it sounds like that, like it emits from outside the ship outward. So this would be how you make an announcement or some way to anyone not on the ship. The reason why you could hear oh, an echoing okay. was because you're in an enclosed room. Got it. So we can yell at people outside. Oh, or, you know, weird. maybe not yell. Yell maybe is the wrong word. Definitely but. breaking that button. But it could be useful. No, but here's the thing, all right? A certain gnome's going to discover it, and then as we're trying to stealthily arrive at somewhere, he's just going to be on the communication device going, da-da, da-da. Surprise! Did you see us? You realize one of us can just stay up here, right, and just keep him away from it. Or we could just bring. He's gonna want to. Yes, he's gonna want to. He's gonna want to drive this thing. We're not gonna let him. No, no, definitely not. We will all die in perish in flames. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. Trying to stop him from doing things sometimes is trying, like trying to wrestle a greased pig. What? I know what that is like. And neither of them are Not wearing much... pants for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much the pig part, but... Like, Tegan's ears start turning weird colors. <laughs> he doesn't know why. He's walking around. <laughs> kind of moping. He has no idea why his ears are turning colors. It's really telling. When we discover new technology, and our first thing is we have to make sure Tegan doesn't, you know, end <laughs> us. Find it. Uh, you said there was other buttons? There, there's one concept? other one, yes. Shall I push the other button? I push the button. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and it, a uh, kind of a green projected light comes up, and it just it looks like it's waiting for something. Hello? Hello? Greetings. Excellent. Can we name him Jarvis? Hello. Hello. What is your name? My name is Storm Chaser. Steve. Hi, Storm Chaser. Nice to meet you. I'm Jathal. Jathal. Hello there! Hello. Jathal, are you the owner this is... of this ship? Yes. Noted. He is not! He's a liar! Jathal, now no assigned as owner of Storm Chaser. Christ! Oh, you've ruined everything. I disagree. Computer, disregard last command. <laughs> no, no, no. Or storm chaser, disregard so, last command. <clears throat> this request <laughs> to disregard command was not given by the captain. Excellent. Thank you, storm chaser. Oh, no. Storm Chaser, how now, high is the deck from the floor of this area? Calculating. 
The floor is 45 Tegans from the deck. That's about 90 feet. Storm Chaser, what is the likelihood of a dwarf surviving a 90 foot fall? Unable to calculate. <laughs> Too many variables exist in calculation. All right, only one way to test this theory. See you later! <laughs> Do you actually jump off the edge? As, as or Tormir starts walking out of the room. You're on the top of the deck. I mean... Or, okay, or walking bye. towards the edge of the deck. Okay. Where, where are you going? I'm not fit for this reality anymore. I mean, come on now. Me being the captain isn't so bad. I pushed the button you stole it out from under me. I even called I dibs back when we were below. I mean, you can have the... The thing in the... The big thing in the... What do you call it? Cargo bay. No, you don't want to ride. You claimed you that have? one. That... Nope, it's all yours. I'm giving it to you. You elves you and your have it. You tricksy be... deals. I'm sorry. I don't appreciate this. What? I can give you. I, you can be my first cap, first mate. Your first captain. I'm not doing that with you. I mean, you're not a bad-looking guy, but I'm not into elves. <laughs> That's not what I meant. And plus, you can be second. What would your girlfriend think? Well, here's the thing: if you're second in charge, or you're if you're second in charge, you're my first mate. Then I can just give you command, and then I can sit back and relax. But. Why would I have to mate with you to be the second one in charge? That's that's not what I'm saying. We're not mating. No, that's not a thing. It, it's a it's a phrase. It's a saying. Apparently, uh, Duskwalker has uh, two dads. My two dads. Oh, yeah, you thought it was Lady Isabella all along. <laughs> that explains her beard. Jeez. <laughs> Look, look, Tormir doesn't understand ship travel, so you keep using ship travel words. <laughs> oh. It just means you're the second one in charge. You mean like first officer? Yes. Fine. Do you have any further requests? Storm Chaser, please do a disco party. Make a note that Tormir is first officer or first mate. Noted. Excellent. Now, uh, at least I didn't get assigned to engineering. To ask? <laughs> I don't like True. red shirts. I mean, yes. Uh, what did we need to ask again? I forget. I won't lie, I've gotten quite distracted by everything going on. A lot of flashing lights and people talking to us. Uh, were we trying to locate the other stones? Uh... 
You already located them last time. Yeah, we already located the stones. I think we just needed to... Uh, we wanted to find out what was it. Uh, how... If there was any armaments for the rebellion to use. Cough, cough, rebellion, cough. Was that the only thing? You had a number of things. I feel like we were going to ask something else. Check the other labs for that, right? (sighs) All right, Tony, bail us out. What were we going to (laughs) ask? I don't know. So, yeah, you were going to look into the... You were going to research to figure out if there was any other armaments in any other labs. Because, in theory, if this uh, still holds the repository of the knowledge of Promothor... Uh, you should be able to uh, access that that information as of what was last known, so know where the different armaments are. Um, the other uh, stuff you that you you could always ask additional questions about uh, the artibatter or anything else that you had the option of asking last time, asking any information about the storm chaser. Um, but typically, this ship is pretty much only going to know, or the stone is only going to know information that Promothor knew or diagnostic information about the ship. Um, As far as anything else, it's, I mean, it's been out of contact with the outside world for many, many centuries. So it's probably not going to have any other information. Storm chaser. Yes. Do you have access to the systems and the other labs? The other labs are still coming online. I have access to some of them. Uh, What would you... Would you like me to issue a command to any of them? What are the status of the defensive systems in those labs? Uh, other labs that are online uh, currently include the Titan Labs, the Juggernaut Labs, the Dragon Labs, the Tempest Labs, the Rock Labs, the Dark Labs, and the Eclipse Labs. And the Dark and the Rock Lobster Labs. Right. What what are the status of the defensive systems, though? The Titan Labs. All defensive systems are currently offline and have been decommissioned. The Juggernaut Labs. The Juggernaut Labs. All systems have been decommissioned as the Guardian has been taken offline. Also, go us. Dragon Labs. All defensive systems are still operational. Tempest Lab has no equipped defenses. Rock Labs has no equipped defenses. Dark Labs defenses are still coming online, are not yet operational. Eclipse Labs defenses are operational. Is there some sort of a readout available, Storm Chaser? A readout of what? Information on the lobs? You wish for it to be displayed in a visual format? Sure! Please reference the visualization console. And the map goes offline and comes up. And now you kind of see back to that, that map of the, the mountain. And you can now see where the different labs are. Oh, of course, the visualization console. How was I so silly? 
Yes, how are you? And you see uh, in there, you, you see the different labs. You don't... Um, one thing you, you notice, it's not really able to detect people because you know where the Juggernaut labs are and you know the rest of your allies are up there. And you... It, unlike where it's, you can see the dots of the people on the, the ship, it doesn't appear the labs have that same level of detection. Um, but, yeah, you can see that you have the Juggernaut Labs. Uh, there it appears to be a few alerts there. It looks like systems have been taken offline. Same with the Titan Labs. Uh, it looks like the uh, Dragon and Eclipse Labs currently are up. Rock Lab is, it, I guess it, I should say, Dragon, Tempest, Rock, and Eclipse are all showing online. And Darken looks like it's in a sort of a boot-up state right now. What is contained in each of the labs? Previous knowledge of what was contained within the labs. Titan Labs contained Army of Constructs. Well, that is past tense, isn't it? Uh, you recall Unum yes. and Diem had actually... That was the first lab they discovered, and that's where all those constructs yep. that have been roaming around came from. Yep. Juggernaut Labs contains Power Source and Electrical Defensive... Uh, Defensive systems. Currently offline. Dragon Lab contains dragon. Contains mechanical defensive uh, mechanisms for full mountain. Tempest Lab contains two elements. One is the docking section for the Storm Chaser airship. Second section, formerly contained mobile defensive weapons, currently offline. That was that area that you uh, that, that got invaded by the troll hammers and more or less was destroyed by them and kind of scrapped. Uh, Rock Lab contains experimentations with new new allies. And rocks. What Lots experimentations? Rocks. Uh, experimentations with combining different uh, different types of rocks and or metals to develop new structures. Got it. All right. Dark Lab contains arcane mechanisms that uh, are currently unknown to Promothor. That sounds safe eclipse say that again arcane what arcane mechanisms mechanisms hmm what kind of arcane what kind of mechanisms oh I see that sparkle in his eye accessing database It comes back and it takes almost like a full two minutes and then finally comes back and says Mechanisms were brought here by Promothor. Full nature and capacity of them unknown to Promothor. Okay, okay. Uh, can you highlight where the dark lab is on the map? Certainly. And it, it, it's the deepest lab. It's uh, So in order to get there, mm -hmm. there would be another system of tunnels that you'd probably have to go to that are out of the basement of the Tempest Labs. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. And finally, the Eclipse Lab uh, contains mechanisms of uh, 
Defensive light me- mechanisms. What kind of defensive light mechanisms? Promothor's database uh, uh, states light mechanisms that are able to project light that causes harm. Oh, so not like light in weight, but light in spectrum. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Interesting is right. Uh... All right. While you guys are doing that research, uh, we're going to jump over to the rest of the crew. So, Athir, Tabitha, Tegan, uh, you along with Unum, Diem, and uh, Lady Isabella are still working on harvesting the different, uh, you know, things and doing some more, you know, further research on trying to figure out what you can use and or repurpose to take up to the, to, to use with the Rebellion. So, Tegan has the six arms of the, six arms that he's able to get off of the Spider constructs, they look like they would be able to be repurposed as greatsword blades. Uh, they don't have the, the hilt of, the, of it. Um, one would have to be uh, grafted onto it, but they would serve as not only blades, but um, magical, excuse me, magical blades for said swords. Uh, what else are you guys going to, is there anything else in this area that you guys want to research, or were you more or less going to wait for the other two to come back look around some more but i'm not sure if we'll find anything other than the swords that have been already been found but uh or any other supplies that may be needed for either the ship or the rebellion okay uh do you guys want to give me a perception check if you're going to search around <laughs> maybe no go ahead look around <laughs> Ah, uh, pants. How about a oh, holy, holy moly? Um, okay, that's a, what a forty. I believe that's yeah. a forty. If there's anything to be found, I will find it. You find a forty? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's forty time. <laughs> um, I got a twenty-two. Kay. Someone grabbed the duct tape. And what did Tegan <laughs> find? Or what did Tegan roll? <laughs> Tegan found everything. He got a 25, which is way better than yeah. he's ever gotten before. To, to be honest, you guys actually found quite a bit uh, be, between all of you. So um, you find that there are some of the... Uh, there On these different towers that were previously electrical uh, or electrically zapping out, there are things that uh, Tabitha and Tegan are able to find and kind of pull off. And you think that they, if, if you could find some way to put uh, power into them, you might be able to use them as uh, weapons that might be able to temporarily stun someone. So kind of like batons that would be capable of stunning. How stunning. I, I uh, would like to note that I find it so appropriate that our range character got a 22 out of this. It's so nice. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Oh. Um, I don't. Everybody can roll uh, low every once in a while. I mean, I mean, Tony can find things every once in a while, and he's got a terrible perception check. That I do. Um, all right, you just and, need to roll a forty-five next time, and we're good. There you go. So I mean, I rolled a thirteen, so <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Uh, all right. Meanwhile. Uh, Athir, with his 40, also finds that there is uh, that large... Oh, no, sorry, nine. 
that large uh, con- the large platform that the the guardian construct had been standing on previously uh Athir walked up to that and he was kind of trying to mess around with it where the uh Cygnus stone previously was and ultimately he find you find a small latch on it okay oh nice uh i am totally going to uh open this latch thing uh, do i have to check for a trap separately uh sure you can go ahead and give me a perception check to see if there's any traps on this latch all right well let's see uh, i am super good at finding this said latch but uh a 16 is um i'm probably just cracking it open as fast as possible as hard as this latch to, it was to find you there obviously could not be any traps on it as far as you all can right. tell totally going for it all right you open up the latch and behind it appears to be a small panel at which point there is a switch oh gonna hit that switch for sure there's a button or a switch we gotta gotta use it okay you flip the switch and you're kind of standing on the platform in order to get to all this because i mean the platform's pretty large in size so in order to get to you had to climb up onto the platform open up the latch which kind of opens up a panel inside you're like ooh a switch and you flip the switch and all of a sudden everyone else looks over and just sees Athir and the entire platform just start descending I wave hey Tegan bye wait wait for me I go jumping off <laughs> all right. no what are you doing <laughs> alright give, ac- give me an acrobatics check there Tegan please no wait stop <laughs> oh yeah this will be awesome. Are my pants on or off? Is the question. That is a, that that is a question only you can answer. Oh wow, that sucked. At least I didn't critically fail. I got a fifteen. Critically. Critically. All right. So do you or do you stay up here, Tabitha, or do you follow the two of them? Um, sure, I'll follow the idiots. Okay. I mean, my fellow companions. Okay. No, we're idiots. That's a completely fair assumption. Are you going to leap down? So how far is this drop? Uh, well, the the platform is descending at a fairly rapid rate. Hmm. This doesn't seem like it's going to be very... Uh... Let's see what my wisdom score is. <laughs> see what my wisdom score is. I love that. No, I don't think I would. Okay. So you wave uh, politely at uh, Yeah, Thierry. it was like, it's it's the, I feel like she would go, like, come up to it, look down, look at, like, Francis and Gregory and just be like, yeah, no. So you this stay up obviously and continue. A- yeah. Tabitha stays up and continues to gather more of these uh, potentially electrical weapons in nature. Well, this is obviously a hidden area. What could go, possibly go wrong? So, Athir, as you're descending and waving at everyone going, bye, and, and lowering down, uh, you suddenly just hear a thud, and Tegan just kind of like lands unceremoniously right beside you. Uh, he, <laughs> was able to do it. he was able to do it acrobatically enough that he didn't really injure himself, but it wasn't very graceful, and he kind of has a bit of a you know, bruised face at the moment. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> look down at him and just kind of shake my head. I don't even help him up. <clears throat> you should wait for me next time. Where are we going? I don't know. I found a switch. Oh, sweet. Let me see. 
I totally Tegan oh, did and used it. Going to, this is not going to go well. The fact that they are there unsupervised. So it's descent, the platform is descending faster and faster, and you kind of hear almost. Uh, you're probably not necessarily familiar with the with it in this context, but it sounds like metal grinding against metal, as in this is using these like metallic supports to, to continue in this dissension, and this metal has not moved in quite some time, and so it seems to be straining and kind of uh, almost yep. making noise. Glad against I have the a weight. good wisdom check. <laughs> Sweet, um, and. It's it, you, there's light on the platform, like the platform is has somewhat of an illumination. The sides going near you don't, but there's enough illumination. You are able to at least get a sense of the speed that you're traveling down. Um, you start, illumination. It started out as a sort of a gentle dissension, and it's steadily accelerated to the point where it's a bit of a blur as fast as the uh, the walls are going past you. Until awesome. finally, it's. Like, you kind of have to brace yourself a little bit to to stay standing. Is it very quickly, not to the point where you're, like, planted into the ground, but very quickly begins its uh, dissension. And it, or, or, I'm sorry, not dissension, uh, deceleration. It finally comes to a complete stop, and you are at the entrance of a area. Okay, I, I want to look up and see about, I guesstimate how, how far up um, or down we've traveled. Looking up, uh, you think maybe just simply because you have uh, low light vision, you can kind of almost maybe see a, just a pinprick of light from the chamber that you came from. So, uh, I so call if, down. Are you guys okay? You hear murmured sounds. It, you can't make out what they sound, but it sounds like it's Tabitha's voice. Uh, but it's echoing off the walls that much. It just, you just get very little. You, if you had to hazard a guess, you are probably deeper. So if you, you're below the hollows, based upon where you're at. If you had to hazard a guess, you're probably as far below the hollows as the hollows is below Skyreach. All right. All right, Tegan. I guess we're down here. Let's, let's, uh, time to cause some mischief. Let's figure out where we're at. But do we get to go on the right again? Uh, we'll take it after we find out what's down here. Okay, sounds good. So let's look around. What do we find? So I'm going to be like right behind, like Ethier, kind of like peeking out on the left and right sides of him, just kind of making sure that whatever happens happens to him first. But I'm okay. still there. As Ethier and Tegan step off the platform to explore this new unknown space we will call this episode we'll draw this episode to a close so thank you listeners for tuning into this episode of paper pencil dice Uh, as usual go check us out on facebook Uh, you can find us uh, at paper pencil dice Uh, you can also send us an email at paper pencil dice podcast at gmail.com we generally have uh, conversational uh, discussions or uh, anything in the uh, news about gaming pathfinder or otherwise out on Facebook, so feel free to reach out to us. And, uh, you know, if you ever have any questions for me or anyone else in the cast, we're all uh, out there and able to talk. So, otherwise, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail.com. 
Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.